Hey, Toon Army, it's your host, Greg Troxel. Just wanted to introduce our two guests for you here today. We have Colby Wilson first from Nashville, Tennessee, and Nick Law second from Huntsville, Alabama. This is Beyond the Tune. It's our second episode. We're interviewing fans from all over that are not living in Newcastle that still support the tune. Um, it's a really cool interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. For uh, If you're interested in doing this type of interview, we're always taking applications. We want to do more of these episodes, so email us, chnradionufc at gmail.com. We also have a new Twitter account. Pretty cool stuff. We're still using Coming Home NUFC. That's our website's Twitter account, but we have a podcast Twitter page, and it's at chn underscore radio, so give us a follow there. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy these these two interviews and enjoy Blade and Races first, as always, and Hawaii the Lads. CHN Radio, episode two of our new segment, Beyond the Tune. This segment is awesome because we get to interview fans that don't live in Newcastle, anywhere in the world but Newcastle, or just the suburbs of. Uh, and we, Elijah and I are pretty excited. Elijah, how are you? I am great. Just yes. on that sweet tea. You already know. <laughs> yes, sweet tea and Chick-fil-A. We have a special guest with us today, hailing from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Colby Wilson. How are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I have never met a Newcastle fan from Nashville, Tennessee. So you're, I'm you're pretty sure it's one. just me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him. There's, there's no bar. It's just his house. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if, if another Nashville native is listening and feels alone out there, get at me we we need to we need to bring this thing in house i've i know liverpool fans i know chelsea fans i don't know anyone like me so if you're like me and live in my proximity holler yes shout out nash vegas let's holla let's get at colby let's get it colby <laughs> so, so walk us through tell us tell us why newcastle you know i was probably like 12 13 14 and wanted to get, like, it was when Premier League was first really starting to get popular in America. And I wanted a team. I wanted to get in on this. But it would have felt, like, really, really cheap to just be like, oh, I'm a Manchester United fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. That, like, if the opposite was happening and a, a person from England came over here and was like, I'm going to get into baseball. I'm going to be a New York Yankees fan. I would think less of that person. I, w- I wouldn't think that they were really trying to adopt a fandom so much as just find another thing that wins. And so I wanted to, to adopt a club that was, you know, that had had some highs and had some lows. And, you know, they 
they might get relegated or they might play on the continent. And I wanted to experience the whole thing. It's you can, you can say, well, it's more fun to root for Chelsea because they win all the time. That seems like it would get old and boring. I mean, not that, you know, relegation and having to get a virus on my computer if I want to watch a random match when they're down in the championship is any fun, but that's part of the fan experience to me. Yeah. So have you actually gotten the chance to, to go to a match? No, I would love to, for starters, I want to go to England and do the full thing. I want to go and experience St. James. I want to go and kind of live that life for a weekend just to see what it's like. But it seems like every time they're going to do a tour over here, I get in on it late. Like I, that when they were in Milwaukee a couple of years ago, uh, I found out about it. I was like, oh, cool. They're in Milwaukee. That's not a terrible trip. And I checked the dates and uh, well, I've already scheduled something else and came back out on it. So it's been stuff like that. I'm, I want to go. I want to see him. It just hasn't really clicked yet. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you're missing out on much with Milwaukee, though. Just, I don't. Uh, beer. I mean, oh, that's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about and, it. I mean, their baseball team is called the Brewers. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's and just beer I've been beer. to Wisconsin. Yeah, I've been to Wisconsin once, and their their appreciation for beer and cheese is really something that I approve of. <laughs> I like that. No, and I, I like what you said in the first question, too. It's when you support a side like Newcastle that, I mean, I mean, I wish they were like their form in the early 2000s when they were Champions League, but when you, the, they're losing or when they're suffering, your love for them, I feel like it grows. Like when we were in the championship and, and we're winning and like – I knew we were in the second division, but I felt like I, I grew, my love for the club just grew even more, like double what it normally does year over year. Oh yeah, <laughs> just because like your deal, you're suffering with them, and like with like your your point, you if you support Chelsea or Man City after the the takeover, like you you never really hang. Oh yeah, we won again. You get mad when you lose once, but like. You don't really have to check in when you play Southampton because you know what the result's going to be. That's not yeah. the case with us. <laughs> yeah, and, and on yeah, top it, of that. It, oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, was, I was thinking like Chelsea and just the never-ending cycle of managers and Conte and Mourinho and just, you know, whatever. It, they can't do enough to satisfy, whereas Rafa Benitez just comes in and gives hope. Not, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Just I know what I'm doing. And everybody's like, this is the greatest guy ever. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, uh, and I will say visiting St. James's park would be one of the coolest things you'll ever experience. I, I'm telling you, I just from person who's only been once to a match. Um, I spent like four or five days there. Uh, yeah. it, it was an unbelievable experience. I, I can't, I hope you get to make it one time cause it is, so worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, now, I my, my wife and I, our next our next trip overseas is definitely England. And I've got like this whole elaborate, yeah, we'll spend 48 hours in London. And can we also spend nine days in Newcastle? <laughs> and I think she's going to eventually maybe alter the ratio a little bit. But I'm going to spend some time up there. Now, one, yeah. walk, one walk along the quay and she'll be hooked. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you're in London. You got you got to hit that Wembley Stadium tour. Uh, it's just oh yeah, I've heard that's amazing. Oh, it's so sick. It's yeah. a dope tour. <laughs> but yeah. So 
who's now you can pick any player all time. Who's your favorite player? Uh, You're not allowed to pick guys. Boy, no, yeah, no, that happen. Um, Brand. To, I want. I want to say. I want to say DeAndre Yedlin, but it's not really for anything he's done with Newcastle. It's just you know he was a he was really one of the upstart Americans a few years ago, back when we had some promise in the sport. And I keep thinking, all right, he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's gonna deliver. I mean. I've been let down for a couple of years now, but I'm keeping the faith. I will say this about DeAndre. I think that DeAndre's best development on the international scale has happened because of his time in Newcastle. Like, I definitely think that um, that like he's just become so much better, so much better of a player for the national side because he's been able to play under Rafa and because he's been able to play consistently in the Premier League as before, like, you know, he was playing, he's playing in the Premier League. I mean, we're not going to talk about with, with who, but he wasn't really playing with the best team, the best players, the best manager. So I don't know. I do think that, you know, he has shown some improvement and I think we've seen because we are Newcastle fans, we really get to see that improvement. Whereas like the average USA men's national team fan, just sees that DeAndre Yedlin has played better since, you know, a month or so ago. So I don't know. It's that, I think that's cool to see. So that's a no, and, it, and it makes sense too, because if you're, I mean, you're from a certain country, you support this club in a different country and the player from your home country is now a starter for them. Like that's, that's awesome. And you could go back to when Gooch on a way played, like he barely played for us. And like Yedlin is an everyday starter in the premier league. So it just, it always, just enhances it a little bit more. So, <laughs> well, cool. So, yeah, and I think that's what oh, I ahead. think that's what really stands out for me about Yedlin is just the opportunity to see him, see a guy that wears the national colors, also see see him on Saturdays wearing my favorite team's colors. That's you know that hasn't happened really on yeah. a consistent basis. Yeah, and it's it's just cool to see, and I hope he stays there forever, and we'll we'll hopefully get Pulisic and. McKenney in the midfield before we know it we'll see <laughs> yeah so we have a an official questionnaire of the podcast uh Trevor Mooney he he's a question legend and he uh has a question for you so I'm, I'll read that one he said Colby he said are you neighbors with Iozzi Perez because he's the worst 10 I see <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's the worst dad joke ever! <laughs> and they slap it on every bumper sticker. They slap that phrase. You're the only ten I see on every T-shirt and bumper sticker in this whole state. Yeah. So, are you neighbors with Perez? We need to know. <laughs> I'm. I am not. I am okay, neighbors right. with a 95 year old lady who's mad that the neighborhood's becoming gentrified, and like. 17 dudes who just squat in a house. Well, okay. I, I want to hear more about this 90-year-old woman because she sounds like the perfect number. Well, your your neighbor has one less through ball completed than Iosi Perez this season. Actually, all of your neighbors. Are you sure about combined. that? Yeah, one less. I mean, if you're sure, the guys next door look pretty unemployed and kick the ball around a little bit. <laughs> There we go. There you go. Rafa, are you, and this is this is good for everyone. I mean, Mike Ashley, it's not going to cost them any money to sign these random guys. Free transfers. Yeah. yeah. And we've, we've got depth now, so that's good. <laughs> I love it. 
All right. So, um, like, so like, like we kind of discussed this. There's no, there's no one really in Tennessee, so there's not. So, so your match days are pretty. They're pretty. They're, they're. How do I say this? You're, you're lonely on match day. So walk us through your match yeah, day routine. It's, it's pretty much me. Um, my wife may wander through the living room and go, "What are you doing? I'm watching soccer with my internet friends." Because I'll hop on Twitter and like write because Mike Ashley's a cheapskate or something. I mean, you know, just real love hanging fruit. But uh, yeah, there are no bars, uh, or at least no Newcastle bars that I'm aware of. Uh, there's a little bar down the street that sort of adopted me. They're a West Ham bar, but they'll put the Newcastle game on for me if I want to go down. Uh, and so that's cool, I guess, but it really doesn't, uh, it's not the same as having any of your brethren around with you. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Really. We need a, we need somebody from Nashville to be listening to this. Uh, cause we need to get for sure a tune army Nashville group set up. That would be awesome if we could do that. Uh, um, that would be fantastic. So you, so you go to West Ham's pub or you're staying at the house. What is there, is there any superstitions that you have? Like, do you have to be wearing a certain kit or does the drink that you have have to be like at a certain spot? Like, do you have anything like that? Um, no, my house is pretty chaotic. I've got two dogs and a one-year-old. So uh, oh, consistency yeah. and superstition went out the door about 14 months ago. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we kind of touched on having Americans on the team. Now, if you could pick any American player to to join Newcastle, who would it be and why? I mean, the, the obvious answer, I guess, is Christian Pulisic or maybe Jordan Morris or – anybody who's young and up and coming and maybe please all appendages crossed might be part of the next wave of American success. uh, America just doesn't have many young heroes right now in terms of soccer who can star on the international scale. And I'd love to say Christian Pulisic. I just, I think he's probably pretty happy where he is. Yeah, you could say. Yeah, first in Bundesliga, yeah. I don't think that 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 sucks for him. Uh, you know, you yeah. know, he's up for the Golden Boy. That's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Uh, Tim Weah, right? <laughs> yeah. So they're just. Yeah, they're they're. I think they're pretty happy at uh, you know Dortmund and PSG. Don't think anyone's complaining. About yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> and now is there so sticking with the American theme? So we need Mike Ashley to sell the club. It's one of the most important things I think yeah. <laughs> that's pressing right now. Uh, what American celebrity? So you could meet, you could sit down with any American celebrity you want, and you're going to get about ten minutes. And in those ten minutes, you have to convince them to buy Newcastle United. Who is who? Are you sitting down with? I have tossed this question around since you first got in touch with me because. I want it to be somebody who's fabulously wealthy and just terrible with money. And so those <laughs> two don't I really of, I think of a guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's one dude I'm pretty sure about, but he's off, you know, doing whatever it is he does uh, on the Twitter machine in the morning. But um, I, I think Oprah would probably be, be who I chose because she's pretty good with, 
semi-hopeless cases and she's got a lot of money and i think she i think i could sell her on this as you know she's from chicago or she really kind of cut her teeth in chicago did you know she actually her first job her first tv job was in nashville no yeah uh one of the local stations is still going. They uh, they really do a good job of promoting that every time Oprah does something popular. Anyway, that's off topic. <laughs> she's from Chicago, so she's she's used to kind of a, a gritty northern city. Uh, views itself as the underdog. I think she would fit in well with Newcastle, and she's got all the money in the world and nothing else to do with it, so she may as well. You get a number ten. You get a number ten. I'd love it. <laughs> yes. I'd, I'd love to get free giveaways all yeah. the time. Yeah. I think that's what Oprah does. And people forget she is a billionaire. Yeah. What, yeah. what is her – do we know her net worth? Uh, oh, we, we, can, uh, we can get some stats on that. We can get a sell pitch here and just say, like, look, uh, you only have to use 2% of your net worth, and all of a sudden you're a you ready for this? football club owner. <laughs> What's two point two point nine billion? So almost triple, oh, yeah. Mike Ashley. Yeah, yeah, she found that in the couch cushions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm sure that I think the benefit of Oprah is she knows people, so she can just lead an investment group. Oh man, and we're chilling. And yeah, 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 we're living. Oprah for NUFC. That's our next yep. hashtag, everybody. New hashtag Oprah for <laughs> NUFC. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Col- Colby demands it. Colby has a connection with her first ever job. We don't have any connections. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to hit you with one more question that we have written down. Unless I, unless we both think of just random things to ask you. Um, if you could go back in time and attend any Newcastle United match, uh, which one would you attend and why? Champions League. United Barcelona 1997 the see I got into this after that area and it's been so far removed like the mere concept of United and Barcelona are going to meet in the Champions League it's just so so far beyond the pale that it wouldn't if you said that that sentence was going to come true again in 2019. Like you couldn't even conceive the chain of events that would be necessary to make it happen. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> I have a follow-up question. And okay. it's, it's, it's kind of related to that. So would you rather see, uh, like, what would you rather have? You'd have Newcastle win the league this year, secure a spot for the champions league, but still be owned by Mike Ashley or get sold tomorrow to a Dubai investment company. And we're just consistently in the top four for the next 10 years without winning the league. Ah, uh, see, oh, that's the ultimate kind of yeah. catch 22 because that would getting out from under Mike Ashley is really the only dream that makes any kind of sense right now. But at the same time, selling to a Dubai investment group is kind of becoming the thing that we all despise. Yeah. And so but uh, we would be good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like selling your soul. Really, I, it's like do you want to really be is. good or do you want to support a club that's owned by people that commit human 
crimes. <laughs> and there's the whole thing about the devil you know is better <laughs> than the one you don't. Yeah. Oh, God. It, and Mike Ashley seems like a really heinous person, but I mean, I kind of know what I'm in for with him. Yeah. You know, I know he's going to say, we're going to spend money in the transfer window, and then they're not going to spend any money in the transfer window. <laughs> but I know it. <laughs> yeah, I think I've written, uh, I think this is like my third window in a row, I've written like the transfer window preview. And I've said, these are the guys we've been linked to, but this is realistically what's going to happen. We're not going to buy anyone, and we're going to wait till the end of the window to make some loan signings. But we'll still report as much as we can as a site about all the, the rumors that are <laughs> definitely not going to actually happen. Yeah. This, this is my guess. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just put out a tweet cause I was thinking about this and I was like, I, I swear he has a list of like commands that like he goes through every time Newcastle's getting mad about something like the fans and like Lee Charney will call him and say, Hey, like fans are pissed again, Mike. And he just says, Oh, hold on. He opens up his notebook, says, what I say last time, like, oh, the club's up for sale. He moves his finger down one more. He's like, oh, show me the money. Tell him, show me the money. And it goes to the press. And then everyone's, oh, wow, Mike Ashley's calling out everybody. And then they get mad again four months later. And he was like, Rafa gets every penny the club makes. And then say that. And he just cycles through this list all the time. <laughs> but it's only four things. So it just restarts. Yeah. yeah. He, needs to, he needs to make the list longer. Yeah. So we at least throw, throw, us, throw us some uh, – some, some, I don't know, just some originality, something different. I don't know. So is your final answer that you would just win the league with Mike Ashley because you know what you're in for? I think so, yeah. I mean, I think – think about Lester. Think about what happened with Lester. They can – like, Jamie Vardy can do no wrong now. True. He is – he is the sort of local demigod that it would be amazing for like John Joe Shelby to turn into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would. Or LaSalle, any of those guys, really. Yeah. Yeah. Any of them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I don't like actually, I hate, I hate saying that phrase. <laughs> I hate it. Do you have, um, do you, do you have like a ton of kits from Newcastle? No, you know, the classic, is kind of what I like the best and everything that they've cycled through. I got a couple scarves, uh, shorts. I'm a big fan of shorts for whatever reason. And so <laughs> I've gotten a bunch of different pairs of those. But um, no, other than a classic kit, I really don't. No, no worries no. there. That's awesome. Well, hey. uh, Elijah, do you have any any other questions for Colby? Oof. Uh, no. That that's all I got. All right, if you if people are traveling to Nashville, what's the first thing you have to tell them to do? Um, avoid Broadway at all costs. It's a <laughs> tourist that's, trap. That's probably what they are deep. going to do. <laughs> Wait, no, actually, and I if that's what you go go ahead, Colby. If you, it's just a tourist trap. There's no point in going there. Visit one of the. There's tons of, there's Schwab South, there's the Gulch, there's the Nations. There are a bunch of different neighborhoods that will give you a much better Nashville vibe and understanding than we're going to put on cowboy hats and cowboy boots and go down to Blake Shelton's bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So my next suggestion is Tuna Army Nashville, but not on Lower Broadway. 
Yeah, that's the full name of the Twitter account. Toon yeah. Army National, but not full <laughs> I, I, have, I have one question. I just thought of it, Colby. Um, and, it's, and it's honestly a genuine question because this is something that my friend oh, is somebody's dog mad? Yeah, my dogs are mad about something. <laughs> Mike it's, Ashley still hasn't sold the club. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, I, I haven't taught him to bark whenever he comes on TV yet. That's next. <laughs> I like that. Um, but so hot chicken has been something that's, that's take, that's like been the new thing in Atlanta. Atlanta's become a foodie town and just gets obsessed with things. And now there's a bunch of hot chicken places and there's been debate on where hot chicken came from. And some people are saying it came from Nashville. Do you care to comment on that? It did come from Nashville. It came from Prince's hot chicken shack, uh, over on, in a frankly a rough section on the East side. And it started as punishment by a, uh, embittered wife who was mad that her husband was running around all hours of the day and night. Uh, she put a bunch of pepper and stuff in his chicken to try to teach him a lesson. And the joke was on her cause he loved it. <laughs> That's so great. The fact that you had that answer ready made this like, this is perfect. I'm so happy. <laughs> That's part of our citizenship packet where like you, you <laughs> move to a Nashville address and there's like, here's all the fables you have to tell about the city. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, Colby. Please, if uh, where where should people find you on Twitter? Do you want to give? You don't have to give that information out if you don't want. Uh, at C Wilson two two five, I'm generally reacting to uh, something going on in the sports world, and occasionally I'll wake up a little late and roll out and see that Newcastle's lost for nothing. And <laughs> oh, well, that's a good start to Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you are in Nashville, definitely hit Colby up, uh, get a group started, and then Elijah and I will come and do a podcast from whatever bar it is. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, this is part one of beyond the tune. We're going to have another fan that's going to be interviewing after Colby here, but uh, we are happy to get representation in good old Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. The pleasure. And uh, do you have any party words for the, for the tune army? Survive Mike Ashley as best you can. <laughs> yes. Wow. Wise words. Survive and hoy the lads. Hoy <laughs> the lads. I went to bleed and resist was on the 9th of June. 1862 on a summer's afternoon I took the bus to Bamberg's and she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street That's on the road to bleeding And we're back to part two of Beyond the Tune. Another amazing Tune Army supporter from the United States. Nick Law. He resides in Huntsville, Alabama. So this is the southeastern portion of Beyond the Tune. Uh, way down yonder, we'd like to call it. <laughs> and Fan Nick, club of one, man. Fan yeah. club of one in Huntsville. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I kind of envisioned it as like they 
have like Lego models of St. James's Park along Main Street or something down there? No, you know, not yet. We're we're working on it. <laughs> okay, the fan club's working on that. Yeah, yeah. So tell tell us first. I want to know two things. So why Newcastle United in Huntsville, Alabama, and what is Huntsville, Alabama? It, yeah, it's a booming metropolis. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So why why Newcastle? So uh, so when I was young, playing like U eight U nine soccer. I don't know if you guys remember, but on Fox Sports they would always have highlights of the premier league. And I just, I got into it and, and it was when, you know, Newcastle was, was in its, its golden age uh, for what, from what, you know, I know I'm 33 years old that they were so good back then. And I just, I wanted to cheer for this team. I saw these fans and I was like, man, these look like Oakland Raiders fans meet Boston Red Sox fans. Like they're so passionate and they're so crazy. Like how would I not want to be, you know, a part of something like that. And it just kind of grew from there. And then I was playing in a, a youth soccer tournament up in, in Minnesota. Uh, that's where I'm from. And, uh, and it's a big international tournament up there. And uh, we were doing like a pin trading thing. And, uh, and this guy traded me my club pin for a Newcastle pennant. And from there, I was locked in. I was ready to Oh, go. that's cool. What are the chances that they had that? Right. I, I know. I, 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 was, I was surprised. It was a guy from England. I don't know if he's from, from the Northeast or if he was from London or somewhere else. But, man, I still have it. It's probably like a six-inch pennant, but I'm, I'm going to hold on to that for, for the rest of my life. That was my first Newcastle thing I ever received, and I've, <laughs> yeah. I've since collected a whole, whole ton of stuff. Well, oh, I have man. a question, Nick. Why didn't you add him on Facebook? Oh, yeah, right, 15, 20 years ago when Facebook yeah. didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. When, when, we couldn't, when we couldn't watch the Premier League uh, on, on, you know, network TV, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're living, you know, if I could have had this when I was 10 years old, there's no telling how, how my fandom would have been even worse than it is now. My wife already gets annoyed sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. All right. Sometimes. Well, well tell, us, tell us a little about Huntsville. Sure. So Huntsville, uh, it's in North Alabama. It's uh, one of the smartest cities in the, in the world, actually. Wow. Uh, this is where we, uh, we build rockets for oh. uh, deep space and Mars. Uh, it, we have a huge NASA center here. Um, this is where they built the rockets to go to the moon in the 1960s. And uh, it's, it's, you know, everyone that lives in Huntsville isn't from here. We're all from, from all over the world, really. We have a, a, a huge German population. Um, and, and just really from, from just about every walk of life, it's, it's very different when people land in, in North Alabama, they're, they're surprised at what they see and they always leave and they're like, man, who knew? Um, then it's kind of a running joke around here, you know, but it's a, it's a, it's a growing mid tier city. Um, we just, we have a ton of jobs and, and it's a low cost of living. And a lot of people are kind of finding out that it's a cool place to live. We're, we're right between Birmingham and Nashville. So if you want to go to the big city, I'm about a hundred miles North or South of that. If you want to stay in kind of that mid-tier city, Huntsville's where it's at. We have um, the other thing that I guess people would know us for is space camp. So if you've ever heard of anyone going to space camp, they have to come <laughs> to Huntsville to do that. And then we have like a huge, we have like a huge military installation. It's called Redstone Arsenal, but it's not soldiers. It's all like engineers. So you can, you know, the, the other joke around Huntsville is you can throw a rock and you can hit 20 rocket scientists. So like you'll go to the bars and you be like, hey, what do you do? And they're like, well, I'm a rocket scientist. And they're literally a rocket scientist. They build missiles and rockets and satellites and crazy stuff and things that are you know, way beyond my brain capacity. It, so if you're in Georgia and you throw a rock, you can hit a Waffle House. In Huntsville, you hit a rocket scientist. All right. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> and if you, like, if you like good beer, so all of our NASA scientists end up quitting NASA and brewing beer. So our, <laughs> our beer is like unbelievably good because they just sit there and tinker. 
they're just these brilliant minds just making beer. So man. if you ever see a Huntsville beer, you, you got it. You got to try it. Oh man, Greg, we need to get to big enough so that we can get a CHN radio brewery tour and then just tour the Southeast breweries. Yeah. I'm all uh, in. Hey, I'm, I'm in for that too. I'm in for that too. <laughs> Everyone join. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. All right. So, um, speaking of rockets, actually has nothing to do with rockets actually. Um, but, <laughs> um, have you been to a match? And if you have, you know, what match can you describe what happened? I have never been to a match and it kills me to this day. So my sister was living in Wolverhampton and, uh, and we had a chance to go to a match and the train got delayed and we didn't make it. Oh and, no. And, uh, yeah. And so I've never been to a match. Um, you know, I, that's the plan. That's the goal. My wife is, uh, is on board with that plan. Um, you know, so we'll hopefully within really like the next two years, I, I plan on going, um, to a game and really I want to hit two games while I'm there. I don't want to just, you know, keep it at one and, um, you know, whether it's one home and one away, I'm definitely going to Newcastle because I feel like it's like my home away from home. I don't know what it is about this city and this club. I've never visited it before. It's crazy, but like, man, I feel so connected to it. So I want to go have a pint in some of the famous pubs. I want to go just hang out with the, with the fans. But, uh, when we were in New York city a couple months ago, uh, Newcastle was playing Chelsea and I went with the New York supporters um, at, at the pub there, the, the, the bar there is, you know, eight in the morning, um, watching, watching this cup game. And, uh, I could not understand what anyone was saying. So I, I, might, I might be in some big trouble when we go, I, I could, there's a man sitting next to me. He wanted to talk to me about Rafa Benitez. He wanted to talk to me about, uh, VAR. And I didn't have no, I had no idea what he was actually saying. My wife and I kept looking at each other like, is this, a, this is in English. Like this Jordy accent is, this is for real. We, we're like super nerds. We went home, we looked on YouTube. We found people with Jordy accents, tried to acclimate ourselves and just gave up. We couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough one. Um, and you also mentioned when we first started emailing that you mentioned that you're, you've gotten your wife into the tune army too. She's committed. Yeah, so she was never a soccer fan. Growing up in Alabama, I mean, college football is king here. And yeah. soccer isn't, you know, it's, it's growing definitely with the MLS team going in in, uh, in Nashville and then the USL team in Birmingham and hopefully a USL D3 team here in Huntsville. We, uh, yeah, we're hopefully, that'd be really nice. Um, we'll, uh, you know, it's growing, but it's not, you know, anything like college football. You guys know you're in the Southeast. The, the South, it's, it's SEC country and, and that means football. So when she first started dating me, she was like, man, I kind of like this because your games are at like nine in the morning and, you know, we can spend the rest of our day. It's not like an Alabama football game where I'm spending four and a half hours watching this game in the middle of the day and I just waste my whole day. And that's how it started. And then she kind of fizzled out a little bit. And then uh, World Cup came around when they were playing in Brazil, the, the U.S. men's national team. And she uh she she got into it and she started learning about this deandre yedlin guy ah. she's like, I, I really she's like i really like this guy he's fast he's kind of feisty he's he's like this young kid like i like him and i was like yeah that's cool whatever you know and then she was like well wherever he goes that's that's my team i'm i'm gonna cheer for him and i was like all right cool so you know obviously he transfers to tottenham and she's like i'm a spurs fan and i was like god no you're not you're dead <laughs> no, you're, nope. you're not you're not and thank god we kind of moved along from that phase and then uh you know obviously he went to uh to the Mackhams. didn't like that at all i don't even know if we need to bring that up but then when he comes to newcastle she actually she she finds out about it she goes crazy and uh and so she's she's all in on deandre Edlund. she feels like 
you know, she, she knew about him before he came to Newcastle and, and it's almost, it's almost helped our marriage really. I mean, <laughs> cause I'm so obsessed and like, we'll go on walks and I'll just talk about Newcastle and the latest transfer news and uh, you know, how awful Mike Ashley is. And she'll be just sitting there having to listen the, the whole time. And now she's, she knows who some of these people are and she gets into the games and she wants to go visit the stadium too, just because it looks like just such a cathedral. It is. It really is. That's the best and only way to describe it, in my opinion, is that. Okay. So, speaking of uh, – so, we kind of know your wife's favorite player, um, which DeAndre Yedlin's a great guy to have as your favorite <laughs> player. Um, but who is your favorite Newcastle player of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I didn't even give this one any thought. I, so, I loved Demba Ba. When he was playing for us, he would score goals. It. I mean, like that, there's just, oh, but my favorite of all, you know what? No, uh, uh, Ben Arfa, without a doubt. The ah. flare, like without, it's not even close. Like I can still watch those gifs to this day on the computer, dribbling through 15 guys to score and everything else. And I feel like we've, you know, the, the, the team's been missing a player like that. There's, there's not, you know, even when Alden had a little bit of that, that flare. The yeah. guy that can create it in Loic Remy. I don't know if you remember Loic Remy. He, he oh, yeah. that too, man. He could score just out of nowhere on his own. And we don't really have that. And I think that's what's holding us back. We need like one or two players like that. And, you know, they're still hard to find. But if we could just land one, it would just, you know, Shelby opens up, you know, the passing game and, and have that, that flair. Oh, it would be unbelievable. No, we, we have one. Uh, his name's Iosi Perez. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> stop, don't do this stop, to me. Stop. Don't rev me up right now, Elijah. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I, I still get. I don't get it, guys. I don't. I don't get. I don't get Perez. Sometimes I'm like, he's a world beater, and then other times I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, if you're on this podcast, that's become our brand. Uh, well, it, it was Greg's brand, and now it's now it's the podcast brand. So yeah. You can't say anything positive about Iosi Perez. Yeah, um, it's it's unless it's ironic. For me. I uh, I I cannot get behind a person that awful starting in Premier League football. So it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but moving on to more positive things. Uh, so uh, we have a, a an official questionnaire of the podcast. Trevor Mooney. He asks some very insightful not very serious questions that are amazing. So he has a question for you. So I wanted to, to read this. And he said, considering the only thing that is relevant in Alabama is college football. That's, you might take offense to that. So which two Newcastle players would you choose to be the best kicker punter tandem in the NCAA? Oh man, the best kicker punter. Oh, (laughs) I think you got to go Matt Ritchie, right? You got a lefty going up there. I mean, I feel like Wait, you gotta, is Matt Ritchie the kicker or the punter? I think he's probably the kicker, and I think for the punter, you know, give me Dummett. I feel like Dummett would be oh, really good yeah. punter. I feel yeah. like he's got a mean drop kick or something like that, and you're just doing something crazy out there on the on the football field that people would be like, "What is that?" Like an Aussie kick or something like yeah. that. I feel like also, Dummett's got that gritty like punter look as well. Yeah, Dummett will go down and make a tackle. That like tall and lanky yeah. dude that you're like this guy doesn't look athletic at all, and then you're like, holy, yeah. like he just hit a 65 yard punt. Yeah. yeah, and and I think uh, this might not be familiar to any of our overseas listeners, but uh, he, Matt Ritchie as a kicker reminds me of the Grammatica brothers. 
Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what he that would do. Awesome. Every yeah. time he makes a field goal, he would just freak out and run all over the field. <laughs> and uh, I would, I would be, I would pay extra money to see him kick field goals in college. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Who else is going to be that electric kicking, right? Like, yeah. I feel like when Rich, when, when Richie gets a hold of the ball, like it's electric. Yeah. And that's what you want your kicker to be. Oh, man, I am signed in for this. I want this to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so moving on to, like, match day. So walk us through your match day routine. What, what do you do on Saturday mornings? Uh, get up at 5, start chugging beers, you know, <laughs> just really get into it. want to, you know, start feeling it a little bit. So by yeah. about 7, I'm, like, you know – really really sauced and then and then i'm ready to, to watch us lose so um, you know, and by about eight o'clock i'm already yelling about mike ashley and how he's ruined the club and then like game starts at nine and i'm all in uh, you know, well, if you I'm, if you do that it's perfect because you don't feel when you lose that's that, that, that's true that's true and i always say like every time i'm like man this is like i can't i can't can't be so negative and it gets me every time i just yeah. <laughs> I see that man and i just get angry i just get oh it makes me so angry so what is is that your real routine no, no that's not no, I, I, I didn't want to doubt you there'd be a hell of a routine if, if i could do that no i, I mean i might I'll, I'll wake up um you know i'll usually get up about an, uh, an hour before the games whenever they are uh maybe two hours and and you know get the lineup going and just kind of check out the pregame and um I might, I might crack open a beer. I might, you know, switch to something harder. It just depends and watch the game and, and just enjoy it. Right. It's dependent on the opponent. It's like, Oh, Lester, I'll, I'll crack open a beer. Man city. Mm, maybe got to bring out the bourbon. Yeah, this that's definitely. Be. And that's a high end bourbon too. Because yeah. I got to sit there and endure that and 20% possession. Then I, I'm going to be drinking good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm the same way. Uh, I, I love a good, morning beer there's nothing nothing now what's your what's your morning beer uh well if it's an if it's a match match day morning beer it's a brown ale i can't do it i I stay committed or but if like well it depends because if i don't have newcastle brune available i'll get like a there's athens has a two two athens georgia it's where i went to college they have two awesome breweries there called creature comforts and terrapin Oh yeah, I've had both of them. Terrapin's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I I usually have that in my fridge at all times. Uh, both of those, and if not, then I'll if it's if it's a match, I'll try to get the Newcastle Brune in there. Well, Greg, I didn't realize you're in Athens. I'm gonna be there in December, so we might have to meet up for. A oh yeah. Uh oh. I I live 45 minutes from Athens, so okay. okay. And easy if we're drive. doing an, if we're doing an Athens meetup, I might as well be there because pretty much December I'll be in Atlanta, so. So yeah. this, see, look, this Huntsville fan club's grown by the by the minute. Now there we're we up three people. <laughs> Huntsville, <laughs> Huntsville fans. on the Huntsville fans. Any other Newcastle fans in Huntsville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, what's the chances? Well, imagine if you were wearing your your kit and you're walking down the street in Huntsville, Alabama, and somebody walks up to you and says, "Hawaii the lads." What well, what would you do? I would lose it, man. I'd probably, I'm probably ripping off the shirt. I'm going nuts and run, run into the corner and, and probably kicking the corner flag over. And I, I mean, if someone said that to me, I, oh, God, I would, I would be like, I would be so excited. We'd have to go get a beer right then and there. I'd have to know. Like, how do you know? Like, I, you know, that's so random. Do, do you think it's possible to sway one of these rocket scientists into taking on Newcastle as their team? 
just present it to them as a very difficult situation and a difficult problem they have to solve. Yeah, so, I've, I've tried. I've been like, hey, look, you can cheer for like the Yankees, or you could cheer for a team that like really cares and is passionate. You know, none of this like fake fandom stuff. You know, and and that still haven't haven't sold it well enough yet. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> one day, one day. Any rocket scientists that you know have enough money to purchase Newcastle United? You know what? Uh, not yet, but uh, we can. You know, put out feelers. Maybe we can get a consortium together and uh, and and get you know maybe like 50 rocket scientists and, and head on over there and, and, and take this thing over because yeah. man, I'm so ready. I, I, I know you hear the frustration. I'm just, every day I check Twitter, it's just so depressing. It is. Because, you know, I'm 4,100 miles away from what's going on and I feel like it's in my backyard and I want to like join these protests and I want to do whatever I can to help. And I feel pretty helpless over here. I think a lot of us do in the States because there's just not much we can do. You know, there's no sports direct down the street from us, but, um, Man, I just yeah. I, we we need change and we need change now because if I if we get relegated again, I'm just I, I don't know what I'll do. The first one, the first relegation was was awful, right? That just hurt, and the second one, I was just numb. I mean, I I wasn't even like hurt anymore. I was just numb. And so if we have to go through that again and, and battle our way through the championship, I'll just I'll just, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough tough year. No, for sure, and. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if we could handle that as a fan base because there's always a risk, right, that we end up like you see Aston Villa and Norwich City right now have yeah. a few years down there, and there's more. There's more where that Hall City is teetering on relegation right now mm-hmm. in the championship. So you just – and there's always the chance when you go down that that becomes the new uh-huh. norm. I would like to think that we're a big enough club that that would never happen. I think the fans will always show up, and I think that's what makes our our you know club so unique. Is mm-hmm. win or lose, there's you know going to be a sellout crowd there. Win or lose, it doesn't matter if it's in the championship in the Premier League or or you know we're playing a friend a friendly against somebody. We're good, the fans are going to show up. And yeah. you look at some of these other clubs, and they can't even fill half the half the stadium up when when they get relegated. And I mean we're we're at capacity and having to add seats. So, yeah. Well, if you could, uh, so going back to American players, if you could pick any U S player to join Newcastle United, who would it be and why? It would not be Christian Pulisic cause it's never going to happen. So I can't, I can't dare to dream. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Ashley just, he, he doesn't have the cash to, uh, to no. that. he but, has uh, it. He won't spend it. Yeah. I mean, realistically, who would I love to see over there? Probably there's at least two players. I mean, I'd love to see Weston McKinney. From okay. Schalke. I'd like, I'd like to see him come play, you know, that box to box midfielder role for us. I think he would, he would fit in well. He's physical enough. Uh, and then, uh, I like Zach Steffen from Columbus, the Columbus crew. The oh, goal. Yeah. I think, I think he is a, a star in the making. And, um, I, I know a bunch of championship clubs have, have already kind of been sniffing around and, I think it's only a matter of time before a Premier League club or a Bundesliga club snatches him up and he becomes kind of the next big American keeper because he is that good. He's, he's so dominant. And I'd love to see him, you know, don the black and white kit. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a lot. I mean, as an Atlanta United fan, I, I kind of hated him for a period of time because he just had an unreal match against United in the playoffs last season. But – Seeing him in goal for U.S. Men's National Team, that that's dope. And I also like that you went goalkeeper because goalkeepers don't get any love. We have to give Dubrovka love because he doesn't get the love that he deserves. So, oh, he's I, awesome. 
Yeah, I agree. All right, so um, we we obviously don't we don't want Mike Ashley to own the club. Um, so if you had the opportunity to sit down with any American celebrity and you have ten minutes to convince them to buy Newcastle United, um, what celebrity are you sitting down with? Oh man, uh, I wasn't ready for this question. What celebrity <laughs> am I sitting down with? It has to be American, American celebrity. Yeah, they I have think- to be, and, and and don't forget, celebrities are more than just actors. You know, they could be just anyone who's super well-known in America and has sure. a celebrity status. So I feel like it's got to be someone who's got a ton of money and a ton of assets that's going to be able to spend with the man cities of the world. And so I feel like Jeff Bezos from Amazon would be half. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's, <laughs> oh. that's got to be, that's yes. got to be the answer. I mean, who, who else would you choose? You got to have someone who can compete. So you can't have like a movie star. They're, they're not, I guess maybe, you know, Ryan Reynolds is making a ton off his movies now. I don't even know if he could afford it. So I feel like Jeff Bezos is is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I have said on Twitter uh, two or three times that I'm open. And this is for anybody listening to this podcast as well. If you know someone that knows Jeff Bezos or you know Jeff Bezos, get an introduction with me and him. He only needs to spend 1% of his net worth and he will – easily have us in the champions league every year yeah one <laughs> percent that's all with, we need jeff with an amazing investment i mean look yeah. at like i feel like we are the diamond in the rough club right i, I yeah. mean whether we sell for 300 million or 400 million i feel like that is chump change compared to what our club can really be valued at if we're playing in the champions league not every even every year let's say we're switching between the europa and the champions league but we're in the top say we're finishing top seven every year that club's going to double in its value i mean we are we are priced to sell and, and someone has to see that yeah uh, you're you're i guess you're telling the world the world is listening that's <laughs> uh, we have a global audience we're trying to reach antarctica that's the next step well yeah. I, I feel like then someone's going to know jeff bezos we're you know to, together tonight we've done it guys where jeff is buying the club Hey, you, we can write it in the Chronicle. That's the big rumor. <laughs> Jeff Bezos interested in buying Newcastle United. Jeff and, Bezos uh, uses 1% of net worth to buy yeah. Newcastle United. <laughs> Just um, imagine if something like that happened. I would, that, would be, that would be the craziest thing ever. It would be yeah. awesome. You I, know who else? I wouldn't mind seeing Atlanta United's owner. Arthur uh, Blank. Yeah, Arthur Party. Blank. I think, I think he, if he, could, if he, he clearly knows how to run quality franchises. I feel like yeah. he do a really good job. I mean, he doesn't have the, say, the assets that, that some of these other folks have, but I feel like we'd still be a very well-run club, well-funded. We'd be bringing in top players. I mean, look what he's done at, at Atlanta United. Al Marone, if Al Marone was playing it for Newcastle, I got so excited when I saw those rumors, man. Yeah. Oh, like, that that's what that we need. That, that's a player that we need. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for that's sure. Artie, and Artie, Uncle Arthur has been, like, on this podcast, has been my my – my shining star of an example of like, this is what an owner does. He, he's always on, like, if you ever, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with, with games and stuff, but with the Falcons, every fourth quarter, he spends like the last 10 minutes on the field. Every Atlanta United match, he's down there on the field at the last like 50. That's, you know, he's at every single game. That's the kind of owner you want. It, it's just great to have a guy like that. And then you got Mike Ashley and it's like literally breaking news when he might come to a game. What did you guys what did you guys wow. think when he was smiling the other day at the match? Uh, I don't know. I, I said we said in the last podcast that you know we um, it, it's good that he's there so he sees it firsthand. 
that's the most important thing to me. And I think Elijah, you feel the same way. Yeah. Just like him being present to see it. And like, and to me, that could have been a nervous smile. Like I, at least I hope it was, if he was make like having a laugh, I'd be even more furious. So in my mind, I'm like, Oh, you know, he's just nervous. Doesn't know how to react. But what do you think? You're, you're a glass half full kind of guy. I yeah, see. My, I am, my, I am. my glass is half empty with him. I, he, <laughs> he was there just, just to be smug and just to show us up. I, I, I hope he never attends any more matches. I never want to see him on TV again. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. So just uh, Jeff Bezos net worth $166.3 billion. That's not even so real. That's no one, 1% is oh $1.6 billion, which is pretty much Ashley's net worth. So, I mean, this is, this is the perfect buyer, guys. I think we found it. There yeah. it is. I mean, look, take, take him over now. Take him over. <laughs> Someone has to know Jeff Bezos. Uh, Tune Armor Seattle, I hope you're listening. That's all I got to say about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Your closest proximity, so yeah. let's do it. <laughs> I mean, look, hey, we could do a twofer here, right? Is it, Amazon's looking for a new headquarters, a new second headquarters. <laughs> it's a new Newcastle. Newcastle wasn't, the, uh, Newcastle wasn't in the top 20. At least I didn't see you know, them in there, but let's add them in there. Let's do kind of a twofer. <laughs> you, bring, you bring that there. Uh, you buy the club and everybody wins. Yeah, that would be that'd be something of Amazon re- relocated to Newcastle. That would yeah. Be, wow, I don't even know. I like I think that'd be probably the most shocking news of a uh, of, of world. Well, he wants to be closer to his club, so everyone understands. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, one question we like to ask every guest that comes on the podcast is: if you could go back in time, you can attend any. Newcastle match live in person. Which one would you go to? Oh. Tell us why. I think that Shearer penalty, his last that last goal. Last goal? Yeah, I think so. That would have to be it. Yeah. I think well, that's that's probably. I love it. We're we're still on the streak of nobody has said the same match yet, which I love even more. We're still yeah. We're still all different matches, so I love that. So yeah. So why why? that just to see. I don't know I just feel like that's such an iconic moment and I, I remember you know I've seen the highlights I don't remember if I was if we could even watch the game back then if I was watching great if I wasn't I know I've seen it on YouTube about a dozen times but there's just something about that I mean just the way it's all set up and or it's, it's like a perfect ending is it not I mean that's how you want your star going out and just to watch that you know unfold the way that it did I, I think that would just be really really neat from the stands just kind of one of those moments that you always you always remember yeah yeah no that's awesome seeing the star go off in the sunset type of thing yeah absolutely i don't know like there's so <laughs> many there's so many random yeah. games out there yeah. that uh, that that you could pick but you know that one's probably that one's up there um i don't know there's some of those some of those champions league games back in the day too those were those would have been fun yeah no, for sure. Well, awesome. Elijah, do you have any, any other questions for Nick? Yeah. You there, Elijah? Uh, yeah, actually. Oh. Uh, Nick, who is the one uh, – yeah. Uh, um, if you could buy any player in the world, uh, cash is not an issue, who would you buy? Who would I buy if I was buying one player in the world? Oh, man. Um – I mean, I'm probably buying Ronaldo, even though he's getting up there a little bit in age. Maybe Messi, um, you know, bring, bringing somebody like that into the club that would be like when we, when we bought Alan Shearer and brought him back home, 
you know, just to bring in that just crazy superstar player and see what would happen with, with the fans, it would be unbelievable, you know, just yeah. to kind of reignite some of that, that fandom. Otherwise, I don't know. There's so, there's so many good players out there. I feel like, you know, we're in this – before there were, you know, three, four, five, six guys. Now I feel like there's 20 guys on that list that are just, like, unbelievably great. Now, and don't count out, too. We had a pretty big signing when we got Federico Fernandez. I my, mean. my favorite signing of all time. <laughs> I mean, look, at what he's, look at what he's doing now, right? What, and he has what done happened? well. Has I know. Done. That's what's crazy about the whole thing. <laughs> you no, know, we, and, we all and, got out of our seats when Fernandez came to, came to the tune. So. And, and if money's not an issue, obviously, Das Boast, we got to bring him in. Oh, my I mean, gosh. You know, we've been linked to him since he was born. Forever. I feel like he, we've been linked to him since the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even born. We just oh, the baby's born, and oh, he's going to Newcastle. Yeah, and 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 hell, bring bring Gabriel Overton back. Why not? Oh. Right, the worst, <laughs> the worst player I think I have ever seen. Yeah, I, I I just I still can't understand how he even saw the field. Yeah, I say that about a certain current number ten that we have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna we're we're not we're not gonna name names today. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. fair. <laughs> Well, awesome. Nick, Nick Law from Huntsville, Alabama. We really appreciate you coming on the podcast Beyond the Tune, episode two, or second time doing this. Um, definitely have to keep in touch. And if you are in or around the area of Huntsville, Alabama, how should people get a hold of you? Man, just, just reach out to me on Twitter. It's, uh, it's at Nick Law, N-I-C-K-L-O-U-G-H. Uh, just one word there. Um, and, and I'm, you know, if anybody's around this area, we're, we'll, we'll go grab a beer. We'll go watch the game together. It'll be a good time. And, yeah. and if you have a Jordy accent, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I'm going to have to ask you like 10 times what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Just learn sign language. <laughs> there you go. There you go. If you, as long as you know, beer and goal, we're in good shape. Yeah. So we'll do the hashtag rocket scientist for Newcastle. Yeah, that'll uh, work. <laughs> no, but also it'd be great to get a good group of people together in Huntsville um elijah you have anything else no this is this has been dope uh it's not every day you meet someone who is in the vicinity of a space camp so yes glad <laughs> well guys i appreciate i appreciate you guys having me on and you know i hope our brand just continues to grow worldwide and we continue to to see success in the premier league and um again if anyone's ever in or around huntsville hit me up let me know i would love to watch a game with you yeah absolutely well that is that concludes episode two for beyond the tune uh we will have another podcast coming out for you next week we're going to be previewing our match right after the international break uh but other than that go to Huntsville, alabama go visit nick and hawaii the lads
some went to the dispensary and some to Dr. Gibbs's and some to the infirmary to mend the broken ribs. Thank <laughs> you. 